that is so powerful, but there has to be people like you, which I highly commend you for doing that. Cause it's very vulnerable to talk about this shit. You have to have done quite a lot of work on yourself before you can share some of these stories and hold this level of space for people. But I feel like that's part of our calling of why we went through that is so we can do that. And because people have done it for us, so we can help pay that forward. And we can be those people where it's like, no, I really know I'm not alone. Like these people are really, really sincere, but it is, don't think it's not scary, vulnerable. Like there's a lot of times where I'm like, maybe I should record that, re-record that podcast. Maybe I went too far or I'll get off an interview or something, or I was speaking at an event somewhere. And I'm like, oh God, that was like, what's up my soul sister welcome to the magic within podcast my name's katrina lelly and i'm a transformation coach obsessed with guiding women to unlock their power within so they live an aligned life of passion purpose and abundance i've been where you're at doing all the things and feeling like nothing is working. And I'm here to help you learn how to live that aligned life of passion, purpose, and abundance. I've spent years investing in programs, coaches, books, and other tools and covering my own blocks, challenging my beliefs, growing and stretching myself to live my most authentic life that is true to who I am. There is incredible power in our experiences and by sharing our stories with one another, we help each other along this journey called life. This is a space where you will hear inspiring and motivating stories from other guests and tools to help you get from where you are now to who you want to be in this life. You get two doses of magic each week to fill up your cup and start living a life that is aligned with your highest self. We are not meant to do this life alone, and we all have the magic within us to live this beautiful life that's true to who we are. I'm here to help you begin to unlock that power and start stepping in to the amazing woman that you are. Let's do this. What is up, my soul sisters? Oh my gosh, I cannot tell you how freaking over the moon excited I am about today's conversation with Tiffany Carter. I know you're going to love her too if you're not already following her and watching her. Uh, I've been following Tiffany for a couple of years now. I actually met her back at an event and I was a little unsure of you at first. Like I'm not sure if I can take this girl. Um, But the more I followed and watched and actually, you know, got to chatting with you. You are one of the most real and genuine people that I've ever met in the online space. And uh, that's why I know I I vibe with you and I knew I had to have you on the show. So thank you so much for taking time to come be a part of this show with me. Of course, you know, a lot of people think that, or they're too scared to ask me to be on their show. And I want to commend you that like, you do ask, like you go for the ask regardless. And I love that about you. But it's also something for everyone to remember. It's like, if you are, no matter where you're at, like, remember where you came from. Like, I love supporting other entrepreneurs, regardless of how many followers you have. I don't care. I don't care about that. I don't care about your credentials. I care though, that you're all in on it. Meaning like, you're not just toe dipping and you do an episode here and there. Like it really is your thing and you really care. I'm going to support you regardless, because I didn't have anyone that supported me. In fact, everyone thought I was absolutely crazy. So I didn't have that. So I wanted to, that's my way of paying it forward is to be able to support other people. Plus it keeps me really humble and grounded. And like we were talking before we came on, like really connected to my ideal client, really connected to you guys. Cause I can remember it was 14 years ago but I remember like it was yesterday. I know how hard those first few years are. Oh yeah. They, they are difficult and you, the way you share and the realness of you and like you make it so it's not easy, but it's simple. 
you know, you keep it simple and we'll get more into this for sure. Um, as we, as we continue talking, but I think it was your podcast that I was listening to, which y'all need to go subscribe and listen to her. Um, if not for her strategy, but for how freaking funny she is, um, go and listen to Tiffany's Carter's podcast. I remember, I think it was your show that was like, you were, you reached out, I think it was to like Chris Harder or something and invited, and you were, you were kind of scared at that time. And that's what like motivated me to reach out to some of the scary people We're like, why not? Like, what's the worst that can happen? They could say no. Okay. It doesn't like ruin my day or my life or my business or whatever. Okay. No, not right now. Right. And so just like you said, just stepping out into that uncomfortability doing it and you never know what will happen. There's always a payoff for doing what we're so resistant and terrified to do. There's always a payoff because what happened when I asked Chris, he immediately invited me to be on his show immediately. Yeah. And it was, and here I was nervous about asking him. I mean, I'm talking within seconds. Oh, well, I want you on my show too. I've been meaning to ask you. You can imagine me on the other end of my phone going, oh my God. And here I was also not going to ask. Right. right? Now I have also asked people though, who either totally blew me off, completely blew me off because I was, you know, newer um, at that time to the personal brand space. So I didn't have all these followers. I started from zero I started my podcast before I had any social media channels. I did it the opposite of most people. I was not in some mastermind. I didn't have any hookups, nothing. So I did it like truly from scratch. I'm a hardcore introvert. I have one living relative. I didn't have cousins who could follow me. I like asked my nail guy to write a review. <laughs> like I didn't have all that. So I, but I, you know, I'm a former TV newscaster. It's not like I don't know what I'm doing. And I was very, you know, strategic in how I asked people, but I have all, I have made note of who completely blew me off when I asked them to be on the show. Now it's okay. If someone said no to me, I'm not thinking everyone, you know, should say yes, but where they didn't even dignify it with a response. Mm-hmm. Um, and now guess who's wanting to be on my show. Yeah. And now they're not going to be. <laughs> I love that. I, I so love that. I mean, I've been blown off by my own coaches to be on my show. No, you have not. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, okay. You're not who I thought you were and that's okay. And there's a payoff there too, right? Like I said, there's a payoff in doing something wildly uncomfortable. And sometimes we avoid doing those things because we're afraid we're afraid we'll see someone's true colors might be asking someone for help or advice or applying to work with someone. And, and people are afraid if I apply, maybe she won't accept me or I won't get in. So I'm afraid. I mean, there, I was nervous. I recently hired, um, a new high level private coach, uh, Cara Alwell, the champagne diet. And I've been a long time avid reader of her books, admirer, you know, of her, of hers. And she takes very rarely does she take private clients. I had, I had a moment of hesitation where I was like, well, God, she probably only like coaches, like big, big influencers, you know, like, or major authors and stuff like that. Like, should I really even apply, you know, but, but I have to check myself because whatever I tell you guys, I better, I better do it too. Or then I'm out of integrity. So I was very uncomfortable and I didn't want to be rejected, but really what I didn't want, cause I've hired coaches who were, who ended up not being who I thought they were. Mm-hmm. And that really, it, it doesn't feel good. It hurts. Yeah. Especially when you really truly like, like you thought you liked the person that you thought you knew, right. right. It doesn't, yes. right. It doesn't, it really doesn't feel good. And so I didn't want this to be the case with her. Cause it, right. So that yeah. was also that going on in there, but I still did it. Anyway, I go worst case scenario is that she's a biatch or, you know, the she, whatever. And now at least I know, and I'll stop buying her books or, you know, whatever. Right. And that's not the case. In fact, now I'm continuing on and having her continue coach me month after month because she's fantastic, but hadn't I 
done that anyway and taken that risk, I wouldn't have gotten that payoff. Right. And, and that's what I've learned too. Like with coaches who have turned out not to be who I thought they were, you've got to check yourself. Like one, what were my expectations? Is this coming from a place of, am I feeling like I didn't get what I want? Is it about my worth that's getting in the way? Or is it because this person really, they're not who I thought they were and, and that's their stuff, but what can I learn from it? What did I learn from that experience? Because it doesn't mean I didn't get good value from the time that I did spend with that person. I definitely learned a lot and grew a lot and, and stepped into a space where I, I, I never would have had I been with it, but now it's time to cut the tie, move on and unsubscribe, you know, all the things. And now I get to, I, I learned from that, you know, take what, take what you did learn and what you did experience. Yeah. So I love that. I love that. Okay. I, I love asking this question, uh, of all of my guests, because I'm always curious about, you know, um, this, this answer. And I think it's fun. Like when you were a little girl, when you were little Tiffany, who did you want to be, or what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, what a fun question. Well, my inner child is little Tiffy. Um, little Tiffy starting at age 13, um, I wanted to be a TV newscaster. Um, Deborah Norville, who's the host of inside edition. Um, she came to my school, my middle school and spoke and she pulled up in a white limo and wore this like cute outfit. And she was so kind and talked to the students like after, and I went up and asked her a question and she was so sincere and warm and loving. And I was in awe of how she captivated the room and people listened to her. And because of my abusive upbringing and abuse that I was enduring at that time that, you know, no one knew of, knew about, I really was so drawn to the, oh, you're a truth teller, right? She was talking, I mean, this was back when there was a little more truth in the media, um, but she's a truth a truth teller, right? That she shares the truth and she's talking about fair balance and providing information so people can make their own choices. And, and I was like, yes, I want to be someone who shares the facts and I wanted to be heard. Little Tiffy wasn't being heard. I wanted to be heard. Mm. And I was fixated on being a newscaster and it never left me. And I became a newscaster. <laughs> I mean, I, I really, that was my core motivation was, was that. And I just, I loved how she was able to, people could hear her, but I liked that her main part of her job was being a truth seeker. I was like, yes, I want to do that. Mm. And how it's awesome because one, you're the, like the first guest so far that I've asked that question to actually went and did what they said they wanted to be like directly. And now what you've moved into, you're still that truth seeker. You're still that truth teller. You're still that, that type of person. So how did you go from newscaster into what you do now as a coach? So the short story is, you know, what we say we want to do for a living, whether it's being an entrepreneur, whether it's being a doctor, whatever, whatever it is, and then actually doing it, usually reality hits at a certain point. You're like, oh, the fantasy bubbles burst. So it's not all it's cracked up to be. Yes. There's a lot of glamorous parts about being a newscaster, but you get paid really crap unless you like make it big time. Mm. Like, and even people who are like reporters, let's say in a Los Angeles market, a lot of them are only making 90 grand a year. And you're not allowed to have side gigs. It's not like you can be an influencer on the side. You're not allowed to do anything on the side. Oh, wow. You know, because you're representing the, the station, right? You can't cut your hair without them telling you to cut your hair. They had me wearing fake glasses. So like it was, I was uh, realized it wasn't all about truth seeking. There yeah. was a lot of, um, there was a lot of politics with advertisers, you know, the reality of the business world. And so my rose colored glasses were off. Um, and I saw the trajectory of, for me to make the money I wanted to make in order to be able to have the charities I wanted to have and be able to have the lifestyle and the influence. There was a very slim chance of that happening. Like less than 1% of people become those newscasters. Yeah. So I had quite a few friends from college 
who were driving company cars and getting laptops and expense accounts. And I was like, they're making all this money. And I was like, God, that looks, that looks great. And they're in the pharmaceutical industry. And I was like, wow, that looks great. And they're sharing, you know, hard medical facts about medications and talking to doctors and having all these like health conversations. And I was always very health focused. So I quit broadcasting, which was bizarre to most people because people covet those jobs, right? They want to be on TV. And I was like, I can't, I couldn't do it anymore at that time in my life. Um, so then I went into the corporate world and did that corporate whole thing, climbing the ladder until I kept hitting a glass ceiling and in a heavily white male dominated industry, I couldn't go any further. It didn't matter that I was the top of the top in sales. It did not matter. There was always a reason why I wasn't getting promoted. And that's when, you know, I was like, I'm going to have to start and do something else. So I didn't come to starting Project Me with Tiffany Carter, the podcast and the brand that didn't occur until about four years ago. I had an entirely different company, which I still have today, that specializes in marketing and digital marketing in the pharmaceutical health um, and supplement niche. So I leveraged what I did was I leveraged my expertise that I had from being in the pharmaceutical medical world. And then I transitioned into creating a company around it because I was focused then on getting out of corporate and having something that pays my bills. So I had that freedom. I wasn't focused at what didn't even enter my mind to do something that like lights my soul up. Mm. That wasn't my priority was I need to be making at least as much money just for myself and not for some other company while I get to wear a robe all day, like, and do whatever I want in that sense. That was my priority. And I saw the easiest path to do that was to leverage, right, my current contacts and my current skills and stay in that industry, which by the way, you guys is true. And I say this to people, you can go follow people and they're like, oh, quit your job <laughs> and go do your passion. It's like, well, yeah, well, some of us have to pay the bills. Yeah. Like yeah. we got to pay the bills. So sometimes you need to um, leverage what you've currently got in front of you that's going to bring in that fresh cash for you so you can have the freedom and then you can start working on the thing that really lights you up. So I, I've had that company for 14 years. It's a multi-million dollar brand, but at a certain point, right? That's why I tell you guys, it is not, money's not enough. No money. Money wasn't enough. What's wild is I've had the idea and the name and the logo and the concept and the niche project me with Tiffany Carter. I had it for 10 years before I finally was done with myself and did the damn thing. That's why I understand, like you were saying how I understand where, you know, my people are at. Cause I was terrified. I had every excuse. I was too fat. So all the people I saw online were all skinny bobbleheads. They were all blonde and skinny and I wasn't. So who was going to possibly listen to me? Um, I wasn't good at tech. Oh, you've got to have a ton of money to start. I had every possible scenario who, God, that makes me a narcissist. If I want to have a podcast and like be on social media and make it all about me and have my picture taken, then I'm going to be like my mom and I'm going to be a narcissist. That's disgusting. Mm. I mean, I went deep with it 10 years. So you guys like eat very quickly. A few months can turn into a year. I mean, how, I mean, look at how fast 2021 went 2020, like does never happened. It no. feels like, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. And it's like, look at how fast time goes by 10 years went by. I had the money. It didn't matter. I had the money to start it. I had the credentials. I had the, uh, education. I had the testimonials. I had the knowledge and that still didn't matter. That still wasn't enough. Yeah. That's why I love that you share about this because it it's, it doesn't matter. Like you have the money to do, to, to put in place all of the things and be successful. And what you found was it's not about that. It's, it's about like what's within what's in going on inside. 
you know, putting it out there. You had all the thoughts, uh, the same kind of thought thinking that somebody who doesn't have the money, who doesn't necessarily have another job, maybe supporting them. It, it doesn't matter the path. It's like, what's underneath all of that? Like, what's really actually holding you back? What's stopping you from holding you back? You had a lot of success with your one company, but it didn't matter in the, in the grand scheme of things. Right. It didn't matter. I was, I mean, being blunt, this might be triggering to some of you. I mean, seven years ago on my birthday, I went to kill myself. And I, and I know that's, I'm speaking like, it's a pretty powerful statement, but it's facts. Yeah. And I had, I had at that time, I think I had like almost $2 million in the bank. I had this company, I had the luxury townhouse. I, I mean, thank God I wasn't on Instagram at that time. Cause I could have never scrubbed those photos away, but I had, if you're really bored, you could go on my personal Facebook and you could probably dig I mean, You'll see me all over the world in Rio and Venice, private jets, you know, like on the outside. Yeah. But it didn't matter. I felt so empty, so burned out. Um, I didn't feel I had a sense of purpose. I'd been trying to find my purpose for years. I had, and I had a life coach. I had a spiritual private coach. It wasn't, it wasn't enough because I had not really worked deeply on my own self-worth. You're speaking my love language right now. Like literally, this is why I'm so passionate about sharing what I share and talking about what I because you can do all the things you can be strategizing and doing all the things. And that's important, but it could still all not work out or go away. If you haven't done the deeper work, you're going to sabotage yourself. You're going to set yourself up for failure in one way or another. And that's why, like, I, I love that you talk about that and you're real about it. You know, you could, you can, I'm sure you've had clients come to you and you can help them, but until they're willing to go that to that depth, they're not going to show up and do things. It's not about having the perfect website. It's not about having the money. I don't, my husband edits my podcast and we put it out every week. You know, that's how we do things here because that's the beginning of the process and showing up and doing the thing until I can, I have a team, you know, until, but it's getting out there and it's doing, and it's showing up and doing those things that seem scary. Yeah. And you, you need both. You've got to, you can't out strategize a broken mindset. It's not possible. I've, I tried it now. Can you still make great money and have what a lot of people would consider to be success? Yes, but you're going to work 20 times as hard for it. And I was so stubborn and so, um, locked into subconscious beliefs. I mean, and I, and this is, I had every form of therapy possible and no one ever addressed this stuff. You know, it's like, I would work 12 to 14 hours a day, seven days a week. Right. If I just work harder and did I make, did I make money? Cause I was so determined and I wasn't going to stop. And that's what I thought it took, but it's not sustainable. And I burned out. So how I built project me in less than four years, it's already at a million a year. I'm not saying every day is easy, but I don't work. The maximum I work is six hours a day, four days a week. It's with a very different mindset, a very different approach. The strategy part though, is very similar. It is really more of the work, the inner work I've done that I get to show up with genuine grounded confidence, not a fake confidence. Cause I really do have self-worth. Like I can say that now where I had none before it was all faked and I felt fake. I felt like a fraud. I felt like a fraud. I would get paid to go tr do major sales trainings for like 25,000 people. And I, I had confidence in those things, like those areas I knew I was good at, but I would come home wiped out, exhausted. And I would like hide for a week. And it'd be like, if they only knew. Mm. how dumb, I, how dumb I really was, how much I really don't know what I was doing, how fat I felt in that outfit. Um, you know, I, it was that, so I faked it. I knew how to fake it. Yeah. But the thing is, is that you can't really fake that energy. I kind of got away with it probably because I wasn't in like a personal development, personal coaching thing, you know, like in corporate, in the corporate world, 
there is a form of wearing a mask. So I think I got away with it there, but that old Tiffany could have never been successful in the online space. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I see it a lot. there is, there is a sense of, there's a lot of talk out right now. Like online space is so loud right now. And there is a lot of BS out there about you, the surface level stuff. Like we only need to do surface level. It's just all about mindset. If you have your mindset, right, then you can go and you can hustle. And I think you get to where you're at, where you were at burnout and those things. And it goes deeper than that. It goes more than that. There's a wholeness. There's other pieces of the pie that are missing rather than just having the right mindset. And that mindset's not going to stick unless you do that work. When you Oh, I absolutely. You've got to have both happening synergistically. Yeah. You have to have the profitable strategy, not from your ass, like a real proven strategy and that strategy has to feel good to you and your ideal clients. Like I I like telling people in traditional and digital marketing there's stuff that absolutely works. There's stuff that absolutely doesn't, but then there's a whole gray area. That's what I customize with people because what feels good to you and your personality type and your ideal client is very different than a, than a type a Enneagram three spaz. Right. And not that one is more right or wrong, but if I try to stuff this one way to you and it absolutely taps you out energetically or you have so much resistance to it and it feels so heavy to you, you're not going to be able to sustain it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like a a thousand percent. And you're always so real when you talk about that. And I want to back up a a minute. I mean, you, you shared something really heavy with us and uh, I get it. I've been there. It was a few years ago where I found myself with a rope around my neck and my, my story looks different than you, but I, I can guarantee there were some similar beliefs and thoughts going on in our mind of, of that darkness that can, can overtake. Was that, that, that turning point for you in like, okay, I've got to do something deeper. I've got to do something different. Or was it something else that kind of started to shift where you were willing to go in and do that really deeper work? What happened for me? I mean, I had all, I was going to do it by way of pills. Um, hence my knowledge in the pharmaceutical industry and access, right? Like I knew how to do it and I had them lined up. I was, I was done on the outside though. I mean, I went and got my nails done the day before. Um, I went to the dentist probably the week prior. I was just decided I was done and I I was going through the motions in life. So I, you know, I got my eyebrows waxed, like, you know, a lot of people, that's why I say like, yeah, getting your eyebrows waxed is not self-care, right? Like, I mean, I did all, I did all of that kind of stuff. Um, I, all I can say is it was a divine intervention. I ended up, someone planted a seed about a recovery program for people who grew up in very abusive households. Um, a couple weeks prior, I mean, this is amazing how the universe, how God works. They planted a seed. I heard her I did keep her little note. She wrote it down for me. I was able to hear her, but you know, when we're kind of scared of something, even though we think we know, we think it's going to be good for us. We're kind of like, uh, yeah, okay. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. I'll go sometime. It's not like I prioritized going, Yeah, but I did keep that in my wallet. I can't even tell you how I ended up from my house into the rooms of this recovery program. And it happened to only be literally a three minute drive from my house. Cause she told me, Oh, you live there. Oh, there's a great, you know, a great recovery center, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh, wow. That's really close. It's stuck in my head. And you know how you drive somewhere. Sometimes you're so dissociated. You're like, I don't even remember how I got here. Yeah. More often than I want to admit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happened is I didn't even know how I got there. All I can say is a divine intervention. It was my birthday. And I sat in a room and for the first time I I realized I wasn't alone. I felt like I was alone. Like I was a weirdo. God forgot about me. I wasn't supposed to be here. I was like misplaced. Like no one thought the way I thought, like, not that I didn't think there were other people who had abuse and had shit like that, but like, I, it's not like I wasn't trying. I mean, I did every form of therapy. I had coaches and nothing was working. That's where I was like, then it must be me. Then I'm broken. Yeah. Yeah. And I was finally in a room of people who all felt the same way. And for the first time I felt heard, seen, and understood. 
And it was enough for me to go, okay, I won't, I won't kill myself today. I might tomorrow, but not today. And I kept doing that every day. I might not. Okay. I might not today. I won't today. I might tomorrow. And I kept, and I left those pills on the counter. They're probably on there for like, maybe eight weeks before I put them away. Um, and in a sense, it was a turning point, but it wasn't like I had a moment where I'm like, I'm doing something different. It had to be a divine intervention, Yeah. but I was willing. I took my business down to 90% of its revenue. I mean, to 10% of its revenue. So I got rid of, I made it my number one priority. I had to let go of very lucrative clients, people who work for me for a long time. I took it down to where it covered my expenses. So my whole focus could be on recovery and doing this deep, deep, deep inner work because my life depended on it. Yeah. So for me, it required me being at rock bottom and so much pain to do something and having the hope from these people and multiple people who I, who I believed them putting out their hand and being like, I've got you. Yeah. And that's why I do what I do today in a different way is because I know that sometimes that's all that's needed is someone who you trust and goes, okay, like she, she gets me, you know, our stories might be different, but I feel safe with her and I'm putting out my hand. It's my way of, of paying it forward. Mm, that's, it, that is so powerful. And I see you do that. And I, I know that, I know that feeling when you walk into one of those recovery rooms, I've been in a few myself. And so I know that feeling and, and I, that's what I hope to bring through all that, you know, I share. And I know you hope to, because too often we hide in the dark too often we keep the secrets in too often we think i must be the only person who thinks this and too often we're like what's wrong with me and there's nothing wrong with you you need some help probably you know you need some some guidance and some love and some support and there is nothing more powerful i think in in that hope of being you're not alone you're not alone and knowing and really knowing it, you know how, like when you're in a bad way, people will be like, well, just know you could always call me. Like oh, yeah. I'm just a phone call away. And well, you're not alone or we all go through stuff and that would make it worse for me. It'd be yeah. like a giant internal eye roll. And I'd go, yeah, they don't get it. If they only freaking knew, yeah. like I'm like a millimeter away from ending my life. Like if they only knew and they didn't, and I, you know what I'm saying? And it's oh, like, yeah. So when you know you're not alone and it's legit, that is so powerful. But there has to be people like you, which I highly commend you for doing that because it's very vulnerable to talk about this shit. You have to have done quite a lot of work on yourself before you can share some of these stories and hold this level of space for people. But I feel like that's part of our calling of why we went through that is so we can do that. And because people have done it for us, so we can help pay that forward. And we can be those people where it's like, no, I really know I'm not alone. Like these people are really, really sincere, but it is, don't think it's not scary, vulnerable. Like there's a lot of times where I'm like, maybe I should record that, re-record that podcast. Maybe I went too far or I'll yeah. get off an interview or something, or I was speaking at an event somewhere. And I'm like, Oh God, that was like really heavy. Maybe it was a little too heavy or maybe it was a little too blunt. And anytime I think that those are always, um, the moments where I've impacted people the most. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that level I have, <laughs> I have little patience for people. <laughs> it's hard for me to be in relationship with people who don't go to that level, but I can be, and I hold that space and you're right. Like there's those people who are like, uh, you know, yeah, I get, I'm here for you. If you, I'm, no, no. And, you know, holding that space for somebody so they can get there so they can open up. Cause that's really where the beauty is. That's where the real shit is. And when, even in the entrepreneur space, even in the business space, because there are days every other day where you want to quit, you want to give up. What am I doing this for? Why the hell am I, why the hell am I here? God, why did you put this calling on my heart? Like I've had those moments. And so 
when we talk about it, it there's just this pressure that gets released and it doesn't feel so heavy. And then when you find those people who you know actually do get it, it gets even lighter. Mm, I love that. I mean, I just had that feeling today. A lot of people assume I must not ever have that meltdown or the feelings of, oh my God, this is too much. I had it today because I'm about to do, you know, something that was really vulnerable for me. Like I avoided hosting my own in-person event. That's very vulnerable for me. It brings up a lot of childhood stuff. Um, and it just all felt heavy. And then there were tech problems with something else. And you know what I mean? It just felt like too much. And then I was an asshole and I started scrolling, which is never a good idea when you're in that space. No. And then I started scrolling and I was like, oh my God, like, this is not good. Why am I doing this? Like, this is so heavy. I just want to like go stare at a wall all day. And I have all these things I have to do. And I, I went down that path and I had that moment and I allow myself to get that out of my system. I don't like stuff that feeling. I acknowledge that feeling. I reach out to someone. I reach out to my coach. I reach out to a, to a trusted friend and I share it honestly. And I also share it honestly to my audience. I don't come on and be like, happy jazz hands. <laughs> you know, oh, everything's all like Bali and butterflies at all times over here at Project Me. Not to say like I have to disclose everything I'm going through, but I also don't fake where I'm at because you know what? It doesn't work. Yeah. People, people can smell it. They might not pick up on some people's stuff immediately, but eventually they do. I just, yeah. I just say it how it is. Like, you know what? Like, I'll say, does anyone else feel like it's just, it's all too much sometimes like, and you just want to go to Europe for a month and like, pretend you're going to write a book. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds so lovely, doesn't it? It I'm I'm just going to write a book while, you know, while being in the South of France and (laughs) having cheese and bread and not gain any weight. Yeah. That sounds so great right now. I'm in, sign me up. I love that. What would you say to the woman that's out there right now? And she's, she, you know, she's been doing her business for a little while, but not getting the traction that she wants. And so she's in that space. Like, why am I doing this? What? I don't even know what to do. I've invested, I've coached, I've, 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 you know, been a part of these groups, but I can't seem to get where I want to go. What would you say to her? I would say that you need to work with someone who's going to help you really get out of your own way. Likely you don't need more strategy, more how to's more, you know, more tips you need to, you've been working with people subconsciously that have felt, um, not so scary. They might even have felt kind of safe, might've felt doable. Um, they might've, you, you've sold yourself because they sold a fantasy and you bought into the fantasy of, oh, I just get to make passive income and travel the world and barely work and just write a post a day. And you've, you know, you have your role in it too. Like you fell for the fantasy and I would say it, you got to have that kind of come to Jesus with yourself where it's like, okay, uh, I need to really go go all in and work with someone who I know is a going to hold me accountable, but B is at the skill set level, wisdom level, experience level where they're not going to tell me necessarily what I want to hear just because to get my money or because it's easy, they're going to tell me what I need to hear. And I'm humble and willing enough. And I'm in enough pain to really take it. And you might not be at that point yet. Not everyone's at that point, but if you're really sick and tired of being sick and tired, if you're really over it and you're about to quit, then that you need to do like the Hail Mary pass and do that for yourself. I will only hire people who I know have done it long enough and who've done the work on themselves where they'll tell me they're willing to have me be pissed at them if it's for my greatest good, even though they're saying it with love. Those are the only people I want as friends. Those are the only people I hire on my team. Those are the only people I hire to coach me. But I'm also safe to tell that to. That doesn't mean sometimes I don't get upset. But I'm humble and willing for someone to show me what I can't see. 
what you don't know what you're missing, you are missing something. You're not seeing something. We can't see our own shit. No, Mm -mm. I wish we could. I really do. I had, uh, I had probably a quarter of a million dollars spent when I went to go kill myself. Now, I mean, all that, all that work probably did was delay the progression of me getting to that point is my guess. Um, but did I really work with anybody who was willing to tell me, tell me the truth and be willing for me to stop paying them, getting pissed? No, I didn't have any of those people in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of toxic people. I probably had some people that were more like enabling because they wanted my money, Mm -hmm. you know, but I did not have any of those people in my life that were willing to look at me. And it's like, no, you have a, you have a self-worth problem. You think you're a fraud and a piece of shit. And we have to work on that. That's what I needed someone to say to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, I already know that you're one of those people. You're one of those coaches that will show up and and say those things when it's necessary and appropriate with love. Uh, There's always love behind it. And because you actually give a shit, you actually care about your clients. You actually care about their success and you're invested in that. And I see that about you. And, uh, you know, it's, it's easy. It can be easy to get, especially if you're starting out in this space and, and you're not sure what, what to do, who to, who to invest in, you know, you will get caught up in either groups or masterminds or coaches where maybe it wasn't the best investment. Maybe you find out it, it didn't, it didn't pay off. You didn't make back your investment. That's going to happen. It's part of the process, but then you learn and you know better and you find that coach or that space where they'll be what Tiffany just described. And then that's when you will really get to show up and really get to, you know, step into the space that works for you. Like, I love that you, you talk so much about that because I'm different than super Sally who's showing up every day on Instagram. Like, that's not me. Like I'm not, going to show up every day in, in every, in every way and, uh, finding what works with you. But those people who with love tell you like, Hey, this is your problem. This is what we need to do. Yeah. And here's, what's great when we do programs, courses, therapists, whatever it is that don't work. It's because you were not, you thought you were ready, but you weren't really ready to do the real, real work. You kind of, you kind of thought you were but you really weren't because we, it like attracts like, right. You called that person in and you had to have that experience of, oh, this isn't working. Oh, I didn't get out of this. What I hoped because it puts you in more discomfort. And when you are in the most discomfort is when you will actually make major changes. Yeah. When we're, when we're like kind of just kind of uncomfortable. Nope. That's not enough. You've got to be in major discomfort or pain to really make major changes. And it's not, it's how we are as human beings, all of us. I'm same way. Yeah. I'm very stubborn in that way. where like the universe and God is like, do you hear me yet? Like, I'm going to (laughs) keep, I'm going to keep this going girl until you hear me. And I'm like, no, I don't hear you. I mean, it's, I'm very stubborn. That's why I understand where you guys are at. I, you know, and I end up creating a situation, usually it's subconscious where I'm in and my back's up against the wall before I do something. But that's why I always ask people like, where are you at? You know, I always want to know why now for any of my programs, group, private, whatever, my membership, where are you at? Why does this have to happen now? Because if your answer isn't like, you know, you don't give me an answer of why it's different now. You don't have that deep level of willingness, the truth is you're not going to really show up and you're just going to waste your money. Yeah. Yeah. A thousand percent. And I've, I know I've been that person in some of the things that I've invested in. I invested in a mastermind last year and I was a part of it and I love the coaches in there. I love who I invested with great people, but it was not the right time or space for me, but I wanted to be a part of, I've always wanted to be a part of that program. And one of the coaches in there, he said straight to me, like, you need to find somebody who's going to hold your ass accountable. Cause you're in that, you're in that space of contentment of like, you don't have to bring in the money cause you've got your husband, but, and this is a scary, this is not a fun place to be, but it's comfortable. 
for us because it's what we know. And he's and it, he just gave me some hard love and truth. And he was like, oh, I had to, I had to, I got to take that. I got to take that bullet and, and really evaluate. And like, yeah, I get it. Okay, I see. And it's just, it's just the truth. And it's just, you know, like you said, it's what we do. And I'm, I'm, I'm stubborn as hell. And until I'm ready, I don't care. God, you can throw another boulder at me. I don't give a crap. <laughs> I'm going to pull out my hammer and chip away at it till I'm ready. You know? So I, I totally get that. <laughs> I definitely get that. So, oh my gosh, I literally could talk to you all day long. I just appreciate and love you so much. Um, and like I've said over and over again, you're just, you're one of the real ones. You're one of the real ones. And there's a lot of fake ass people out there. Oh yeah. A lot. And I, and I was blown away too, you guys. I mean, I, it's not like I was someone who started an Instagram back in the day. Like I wasn't into this shit. I was on like, you know, once in a while I'd post something on Facebook or whatever. I was blown away when I came in the space because you know, when you're someone who's like an honest person of integrity, we can kind of also assume other people are, (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean? (laughs) And so I was like, how can someone present this way every day online, but then they're really this way. I was like, that's blew me away about this space completely. But that's also the hole I saw in the market. Yeah. I saw a hole in the market of there's so much fake. There's so much hype. There's so many people selling you a fantasy, you know, just like that has happened in the health and fitness industry for a gazillion years, right? Like six pack in six weeks, you know, and all that stuff. And it happens in every, right. It's, it happens in the coaching industry. And I saw the hole in the market and it was a hole that I was equipped to fill, but not like you said, when you first, um, saw me at an event, you were like, Whoa, I don't know <laughs> if I can handle this girl. Right. Cause not everyone's re- ready for that yet. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not. And, and I just appreciate you like sharing that because what, that's a beautiful way to look at it. There's that's the hole in the market in, and sometimes in my experience, what I see is, you know, we tend to gravitate towards the shiny, towards the fluffy, towards the, the BS before we will go to the truth, the realness. Um, but there's space for it. And there are people out there who are ready for that and who are ready and willing to show up in that way. Cause I know for me, the way I, the, what I, what I teach, what I share on, sometimes I'm like, God, are, are, do people really want this? Cause they seem to go towards super Sally over here. Totally. I see it too. I get, you should see me when I'm launching, I get real pissed off where I'm like, <laughs> so they're going to go by from this bitch who's saying you rub crystals and you like get involved in your own, like feminine energy and rub period blood all over yourself. And then you can make all this money. And here I'm telling you exactly how to do it. Like proven for a fact on repetition, thousands of clients. I'm telling you how to do it. It's right here. And I give a shit and you're over there buying this shit. Yeah. Oh, I get, I get crazy, but I have to remind myself that that's part of their process. Yeah. They needed to go and do that in order to wake up to some of their own stuff. Yeah. But Hey, you know, I bought, I was the girl back in the day, but all the stuff off the late night infomercials. And I'd come home from the club. <laughs> I'd be like eating like a pizza after coming home from the clubs, buying like the shake weight at two in the morning, you know, cause they were selling me on it. Yeah. I bought some other thing that like jiggled your abs, like vibrated them and you could be on conference calls oh, and like the thing would like <laughs> vibrate your abs. So like you were doing all these crunches while you're multitasking. I bought into the ease as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy to do. It's easy to do for sure. Oh and none God. of them worked by the way. No, at they, all. they usually don't. Or they usually don't, they'll break apart. And at, at some point it'll break apart. It'll fall <laughs> apart. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Tiffany, is there anything else on your heart to share before we go today? I would just say this. I really, if you take, if you just take a moment, it doesn't have to be a long time. If you, if you give yourself even three minutes a day and set a timer to be still, I don't care if you have 80 children just three minutes to just be still not playing a podcast, not reading, just be still with yourself. And you're going to have a ton of thoughts in your head. 
but just be still and like, listen to your body. Cause your body doesn't lie. Your brain will lie. Your heart will lie, but your body doesn't lie. So there's so much stuff being fed to you. So many things being marketed to you. So many stories we play in our heads from childhood, but sit with your body and see what feels good because you, the answer really is in there. You're really not stuck or confused. You're just not giving yourself enough time and space to listen and honor what's coming up because it's scary as hell to be still, but that answer is actually more within you than you think. Mm. We could have done that at the beginning of the episode and like, that's all what we would have been good. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. And so beautifully, beautifully shared. Uh, Yes. Yes. To all of that. Oh my gosh. Thank you again so much for your time. I just honor you and am so grateful for for all that you do and share and the light that you are in this world. Um, Like it's just, you are light, you're changing lives. And I know you impact mine on a regular basis, uh, whether you make me laugh or you make me go, oh shit, or (laughs) whatever it is. So thank you again for, for being here and sharing that with my audience and the people that it'll impact. Oh my God. Thank you. I'm humbled. I'm honored. I'm, I'm privileged to do this work. And thank you for sharing that with me. And any of you guys who are really compelled by this episode and it did something for you, you know, take a screenshot and tag us. I would love to see you can DM me on Instagram at project B with Tiffany. I answer all my DMS. Yes, she does. It's really me. It's not my team. (laughs) It's Tiff. It is. And I'd love to see that what you guys were the takeaways and like do something scary and reach out and just like say hi. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. All right, sister. I will talk to you soon. much for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who has a powerful story and are doing big things, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you helped me get this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way to take 60 seconds, leave me a five-star review and share this episode with a girlfriend. Don't forget to tag me on social media. And if that's not your thing, shoot me a DM because I would like to personally thank you for doing so. We are not meant to do this life alone. And I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time.